Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Inside Story podcast. I am really excited that you're here today. If you have ever thought of what it might look like or feel like to be abundantly wealthy and rich and full of just robust joy in your life and in your business and in your bank account, then, and I don't know about you, but I drink, I, that's a hell yes for me. Um, then this is the episode for you because I have with me a new friend that I recently met at a high level mastermind that I attended. And I just was so drawn to the magnificent Meryl Craigsman that I had to have her here with me today on the Inside Story podcast to learn more about her. So I'm going to be learning about her right along with side you guys. Um, I haven't had a full chance to really sit down and interview her yet. So we're doing it literally for the first time here on the Inside Story podcast. And we're going to get the inside story to what it means to become um, the millionaire matriarch of your life. Okay. Are you guys ready for that? Meryl, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. And this like feeling drawn to me, like it's very mutual. I saw you and I was just like, oh my God, it was this person like bubbly energy. Uh, So I'm like thrilled to be here. Super excited to talk about this concept of the millionaire matriarch and sharing my story because it's actually a really interesting one. It's, I love telling it because it's, it's, it has all the twists and turns and unexpected (laughs) surprises. So happy to share it. Well, and I think that that's just it. I think that's the beautiful part of stories is that they do have a lot of twists and turns. No one's story is a straight line, even though I think a lot of us have expectations that it should be um, because, you know, cultural conditioning will tell us that it should. And it's all just a bunch of BS. And I really, that's one of the reasons why I love doing this show so much and having guests on like yourself to be able to share the stories that have been the twists and turns of your life and how those twists and turns have turned out to be positive and productive. And I think a lot of times when we're navigating twists and turns, they feel very twisty, turny, upside down and difficult, but they really are, are leading us to something so much better and greater than we could ever imagine. Yeah. And I know what I know about you just from our very short three-day experience in Miami 
and getting, you know, a little bit of private time to speak with you and your husband and kind of sharing just, you know, like-minded visions for what we see women, what we want women to have. Um, and and then just like what I want myself to have, like the path that I'm on to create, you know, financial freedom and abundance and joy and richness, both, you know, from a financial standpoint and in other ways, abundance in my life. That is super important mm-hmm. to me. And I I want to keep speaking about this because I want to keep rising and raising other women up to that level as well. And I think there's a lot of women that don't identify with that uh, millionaire matriarch, but yeah. it's so within reach, right? Like they, millionaire is. matriarch, you know, yeah. like that yeah. is, that is, you know, again, cultural conditioning, right? Cultural conditioning will keep a lot of women from even imagining what that could be like. So let's start, we're going to get into the millionaire matriarch, but I would love to hear how did you yourself become a millionaire matriarch? Tell us that story. Yeah. Yeah. So I come from a lineage of extremely powerful, very gifted women, uh, both like spiritually, right? Like psychics, mediums, artists, astrologers, uh, right? All the sort of like, it's rather witchy and alternative. I will say that. Um, And right. Not being able to turn that power and that potency into Mm. uh, financial leverage, right. Or something that was profitable. Actually, my, my mom is um, she just turned 60 and she is just starting to see business success for the first time in her life. And it's really like deeply healing uh, for all of us to see her step into that. Um, But, you know, growing up, um, I was surrounded and, 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 you know, was constantly, yeah, sort of like the, the, the women that I looked up to, right. The matriarchs in my family uh, were struggling financially, Right. I remember, um, and I'm always very open about this because I think these are important stories to tell. But my mom had like a secret drawer. Uh, she loves beauty. She loves to shop. Um, she's a stylist, incredible, has incredible, like immaculate style. So she would go on Hans and, and, you know, at real expensive shops and buy right discounted, but like beautiful clothes. And she put those in her secret jar. And then over the course of a few months, she would drip out those clothes and hope that my dad wouldn't realize she was spending money on herself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Memories like that, or yeah. Yeah. My grandma, who actually recently had a had a fall, uh, but she, um, like, we suspect she was with her partner because of financial reasons, mm-hmm. uh, right? It was sort of just like a little bit of a trade off, which was really considering how powerful she is. Uh, it was it was insane, like completely mm-hmm. unnecessary, right? This this exchange of power to to have sort of financial. Um, stability, right? Maybe on a lucky day, uh, something like beautiful and frivolous and extra and, and, and gorgeous, right? In, in your life. So um, when I was pregnant, like very pregnant with uh, my first daughter, I had three daughters at this point. Um, it, it, uh, it got out of hand. We're all <laughs> so like, we're all Libra rising, me including, and, and all my three daughters. So it's all like our entire household is about like beauty and art and self-expression and bursting out into song and watching Bollywood movies. And it's like, that's, that's what we love. And, um, and so I was super pregnant and 
realizing that like my mother, like my grandma, like Mm -hmm. my aunts, like my sister, right? I'm a very, very powerful, very gifted woman. I'm very much in touch with that power and those gifts as well. Um, and, and I was, um, cleaning toilets in, Mm -hmm. in, you know, East Germany where they didn't even have minimal wage. So I was making Mm -hmm. like six, seven bucks an hour, Mm -hmm. uh, driving around super pregnant, uh, while actually I also, you know, had built a successful opera career. I studied, um, uh, opera singing, um, professionally. And so my, my life was this weird dichotomy of like, you know, singing on big stages and winning, you know, global competitions, including, you know, one issued by the Vatican and broadcasted worldwide and then not having any money mm-hmm. um, and not being able. I remember like I, I was so committed to window shopping. <laughs> there was this like beautiful, we lived in Leipzig, which is very, was this gorgeous city, very, very artistic. And, and there was this, um, they had these, um, um, in between buildings, like these beautiful hallways with sort of like entire like moles basically, but like from the 1800s and the 1900s and like these, these ancient, and there were all these, these luxury shops in there. And I would, every day I would go and take the pram and I could, I would walk there and would go into those shops and I would try on those clothes. And I would just, I was like, I'm just going to pretend until it's real. You know, that one day I'm going to have money. Um, And so, but I got so, you know, just, it really brought it home to me when I was so pregnant that I didn't want to pass on this pattern of generational Mm -hmm. under earning. Yes. Right. If I were to like pinpoint the disease, I would say it's generational under earning, right. Chains of generational scarcity of, uh, for me, power is really linked with money. So the Mm -hmm. two of them always go together. Um, and, and, and so I remember holding like my very pregnant tummy and just promising my child that I would put a stop to it, that I would be you know, the cycle breaker on behalf of myself and on behalf of her. And eight weeks after I gave birth, I started my business. Mm, yeah. So the beginning, the beginning of the beginning was there. The beginning of the beginning was there. Yeah. And um, in hindsight, you know, and I think this is what stops so many women, honestly, is when we got really, really honest about our finances and where we were and what we actually wanted, um, it was very clear that we weren't going to get there within our current careers. Yeah. And um, for me, it was a very easy decision. I had at that point, I'd had a 10 year or so career in in music. Um, and just from one day to the next, I was like, okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm walking away from this. Uh, so at peace with it. It was just like, it is, everybody was like, what? But you're Mm -hmm. so talented. You're so like, you're amazing on stage. And I was like, if I'm amazing on stage and if that's what I'm meant to do, then it will find me again, right? Whether it's singing or speaking or, right? It will, it will come back somehow. I just, I've always known that I've always trusted that. And I still do. Um, 
and now I had like total peace. My, for my husband, it was more difficult. He had, he's quite a bit older than I am. So he'd had a 30 year career, uh, on the stage, 31, 35, something along those lines. And I have a new phone and it's buzzing because I don't know how to do it. It's like, I just picked it up yesterday. Um, for him, it was more difficult, but we decided to move to Canada where taxes are a lot lower than they are in Germany. So this is where I go into like the nitty gritty, right. Of like, how do you decide things like that? Right. And for us, it, it like, no, we needed to, we needed to move. We needed to, uh, prioritize, um, being able to not just make money, but also keep a lot more of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The exquisite care of it. Like we have, we just wrapped up working with a financial coach that we've worked for, with for almost five years, uh, just learning how to take really, really good care of our money. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. So it was not just the commitment to start a business. It was also commitment to be incredible stewards of the money that comes into our life. Um, it was a, um, a, a devotedness that's, that sparked not just uh, career changes, but also a transatlantic move and right, taking our babies with us. At that point, I, I had two kids. I did that back to back thing, like the Irish twins voluntary, like what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> But, you know, we, we did that. And then in Canada, we, um, almost three years ago on Valentine's day, we had our third daughter. So, and, and we live on a farm here. We, uh, we, we live on a homestead and, uh, we grow our own vegetables and we grow our own flowers and we uh, homeschool our kids. And I, home birthed all our daughters and we have a home business and it's like, it's very homey. I'm a very homey, very person. nurturing, very mother <laughs> earth. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Very, very much. So, um, and you know, you look back, it's, it's like fun to tell the story, but also right before I figured out what I wanted to do in business, I, I spent like, I don't know, 13, 14 months just going like, what the, what, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Like I've never made money. I don't know what it feels like to make money. Like, why would I think that I can all of a sudden do this? And then I was just like, no, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to dedicate myself to like three hours a day. I'm just going to sit and write. I'm just going to sit and brainstorm. And I would like take breaks with like my super pregnant tummy and like put on Bollywood music and just dance and hold my baby. And then I would sit down again and then I would like brainstorm some more. And, and it's very much the stuff that I do with my clients today. If I'm really honest, uh, it was just, you know, and I, I recently had this experience again, um, April, when it comes to uh, Instagram growth. So I've always been absolutely phenomenal at converting a small audience. I've never, mm-hmm. I've had this luxury problem of not having to grow a large following, but I desire that at this stage, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I wrote this awesome poem on like wealth or for leaders. It needs to be right. It needs to touch like thousands of lives. Absolutely. Oh, you're speaking my language now yes. because that is the, someone like you who's so um, gifted and successful and reaching deeply other women that you're already working with needs and deserves to be reaching more people, whether they become clients or not, you can reach them and teach them and empower them even just by, you know, your social media. So yes, 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 yes. Desire it girl, because it is, it is the way to like 
really be that light beamer in my mind, you know, my vision of what light beamers are is it is that like we, we bring our collective power forward to help other people. Um, So I totally get that. And it's not about the numbers. It's not, it's like, Oh, okay. You know, there's 2000 followers or 20,000 followers or 200 million followers, whatever. It's really about the impact that you can make every time you get more followers. Right. And I desire to have half a million followers by this time next year. And the thing is, and this is, I hope, you know, what people hear from the story, take away from it. I bite into like my desire. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it's almost like a claiming, right? I Uh claim this desire to right? Be a millionaire matriarch, for example, right? Like for, that I wish I had had in my family, right? Mm -hmm. A woman that as a girl growing up, I could have gone to and asked about entrepreneurship. I could have gone to and asked about wealth creation. I could have gone to and said like, Hey, I have this like big idea. Do you think I should or could, or what would that look like? I want to be that person in my family. So bitten into that and I'm not letting go. I'm like, like a terrier, you know, like you can, Mm -hmm. like when a terrier bites into a stick, you can like literally, (laughs) (laughs) do circles with it above your head and it will not let go. The same thing I have right now with the half a million followers on, on IG, which is something I I want to do because I I feel it's part of my journey Mm -hmm. and and how I'm going to have impact. And I always really trust my intuition, but I spent the last three months, like trying to crack that code and I couldn't crack the code and I got so frustrated. I got so frustrated. I, I have not been like a model wife, like in the last uh, three months, I've just been like this frustrated hag. That's like bitching basically all the time. About, <laughs> like it's never going to work. And then, you know, my husband, he, he keeps me sane. He keeps me grounded. Um, right. He gives me the space to, uh, to create. And in the last few days I've cracked the code and mm. all of a sudden, like my Instagram following is, it's still it's tiny. But it's like, all of a sudden it's like, it's growing, it's growing. growing. Like I wake up and I have like, you know, hundreds of notifications and right. So, but it's that it's the, 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 the question really is like, how fierce is your desire? And are you willing to make life changing decisions uh, for, and for the sake of whom and for the sake of what, right. For me, it is like every time that I ask myself, if, you know, if I had 10 times the courage, what would I post? What would I say? Where would mm-hmm. I show up? Who would I network with? Um, you know, what, what desires would I pursue? And then really being open to having it be, you know, unconventional. Mm-hmm. That's right? one of the things that I've really noticed about you just in the short amount of time that I've been able to follow you on social media and yeah. read some of the things that you've shared. And, um, I think even just a couple of days ago, I got on your email list because I wanted to, again, I just wanted yeah. to find out more about you so I could be prepared for today. And, um, and that was the thing that I really have captured or, you know, got from the things that you share is just how, avant-garde you really are and how you go against the grain and how you just tap into your own personal power of flow. Um, and I just want to reflect this back to you as someone who's new and to you and your world that I've already see that you do this so well. Um, and you speak of it and it seems to me that you very much embody it again, who's, you know, moved to Canada, lives on a homestead, growing their own food, growing their flowers, 
homeschooling their children, creating the business out of nothing. I mean, you just started from, I have an idea, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm no longer going to sing opera and I'm going to go make a bunch of money. That's all I know. You created without boundaries or rules. And that's what I wanted women on this podcast to hear today is, is someone doing that, you know, because I think a lot of women get ideas like, oh, I could do that, but I don't know how. Or, oh, I wonder what, but I don't think I have permission to do that. Or all these things, yeah. you know, like, yeah. well, I'm not qualified or I'm not courageous enough. And, you know, um, something you said back, you used a word earlier at the very beginning that is you used to be devoted to it. Like you became so yeah. devoted to the learning of how to become a good steward of your money and how to do things in a new way you created a whole new paradigm of what was possible for you in your life. Yeah. And now you're living it, you know, now you're yeah. living it. So yeah. for you, I'm curious going back to like, okay, moving to Canada, starting a new, you know, starting a new career, leaving uh, a life behind and just deciding you said like the Instagram followers, taking a bite of an idea and claiming it for yourself yeah. of this idea of going to build a business and become wildly and abundantly wealthy. What, like what, how did that change for you? Like what, what did you do? You know, like what were some of the roadmap key things that you did to get there? Yeah. So I would say that the first few years of my business, I actually devoted to learning about business. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always known that I'm, I'm a coach. I'm somebody who inspires people. I'm a mentor. I am, I'm an advisor, uh, that's just who I am. I've always been this person. Like we, we even used to, to get out of debt. We used to uh, rent out one of the rooms in our apartment in Leipzig. And, um, and I would do the same thing. I would sit at, you know, the breakfast table with people and I, I would counsel them on life and business. Like, you know, like it, it was just like, you know, maybe some of the people listening to this will recognize that about themselves where it's just like, you're always right. Just like a good listener, picking up the things that are really mm-hmm. important to people, reflecting that back, adding like an unexpected element, right? It's just like who you are, right? And so <clears throat> I knew this about myself, but I also knew that I didn't want to hang up my shingle as, as, a, as a coach, like without mm-hmm. any like really solid like qualifications or a mentor without sort of, you know, really having done uh, the, 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 the work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I decided is to, because I'm really good with words, Mm-hmm. Right. The way that I help other women make millions is through, right. Let's choose this name for this offer and let's position it this way. And let's craft your bio this way. And let's craft this pitch this way. So it's all about words, communication, positioning, messaging. Um, so I knew that about myself. And, and so I, I was like, well, if I position myself as a copywriter, mm-hmm. that's some, something everybody knows that they need. I don't have to explain it. And in the meantime, while I'm working with my clients, I can learn sort of within every project that I do. And that's exactly what I did. Um, So by the time I felt ready to step into launching a program of my own, which started as a copywriting mastermind and then it became business Mm -hmm. mentorship because that really honored the the truth of what I was actually doing, Um, right? Like it wasn't just about copywriting anymore. It was also about let's launch it this way and let's look at the inner game and let's like, right. So by the time I did that, I had sort of a solid, I would say two and a half to three years of conversion, copywriting and marketing 
like prowess under my belt that I had developed working with top tier clients who sought me out. Um, I, I was extremely fortunate uh, in that um, I was recommended very quickly by mm -hmm. leading people in our industry and, um, you know, created websites for very famous people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was absolutely amazing to get that behind the scenes experience. Like uh, even like Marie Forleo, um, I just basically crushed her. Like she did like a pop-up thing together with Laura Bell Gray mm -hmm. um, um, about like the, the copy cure, which is their program that they share. And, and I was just like, I'm going to go in there um, and yes, I'm supposed to be participants and I'm just going to pretend that I'm on staff and that I'm a fellow copywriter and I'm just going to give feedback alongside Laura Belgrade. And I did. And, you know, Marie reached out to me and she thanked me and she was like, this is amazing. This is so put you on the radar and that created all kinds of opportunities as well. But I mean, ballsy, right? Like extremely ballsy, just putting myself out there. And so I would say the how is, um, you know, learn about marketing, learn about sales, mm -hmm. learn about mm -hmm. how to lead a team, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to grow a, a company and I, I, I know sustainable is a buzzword as, as a farmer, I'm going to say regenerative mm -hmm. instead of sustainable. Mm -hmm. We don't just mm -hmm. want to be able to keep at it. We want the, the things that we do to nurture the next phase, right? That's, yes. that's how we come how, back year after year after yes, year, exactly. like a good crop. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Without, without depletion, um, right. You, you want to really hone skills at business. It's going to make it so easy. I see my clients all the time, for example, right. Do a little bit of everything all, all of the time. Right. If you're familiar mm -hmm. with that song, it's very, <laughs> it's very funny song, but I always joke about it. Like in regards to social media, because people do a little bit of everything all, all of the time, mm -hmm. right. A little bit of Instagram, a little bit of social media, a little bit of repurposing, right. Twice a month, they might send an email, but what if you right, really hone the skill of, of, of making it big on even just one platform. I would just say, mm -hmm. if you, if you don't have a ton of time or you don't have a ton of appetite for this stuff, choose one platform first and really understand the algorithm, how, how you need to talk to, to the algorithm, how the systems work, how you create engagement, how you get brownie points from sort of like the, that algorithm perspective, right? Like all the things so that, right. You don't have a hundred and wait, or like 1500, 2000 followers everywhere, but you have, maybe you have a Facebook group of like 30,000 people, or maybe you have like the Instagram that has like, you know, half a million followers, or you have an email list that is, is known far and wide for just the quality of, of, you know, exquisite content, um, dive, dive so much deeper, but this is where, um, something that I live by, right. I replace my to-dos and turn them into creative briefs for myself. So I have a very specific creative brief, the way that an artist would create like their creative brief for an mm -hmm. artwork um, for my email list, for example, so that it doesn't become a chore. A chore. Yeah. yeah. But it becomes like, oh, I get to express myself here. I get to totally. do this particular beautiful thing, like within this context, I'm actually going to... Um, to create like three, four, five different Instagram accounts simply so that I can have different segments basically of, of the people that enjoy my content, uh, slight differences in the content I'm going to post. 
uh, with very specific creative briefs so that I don't try and do too much in one place and it, it's sort of diluting. Um, but this is this is where I can I can talk about this forever. I get like 100% obsessive about it. Um, but well, you know, I, I really love what you're saying here, though, Meryl, and I just want to yeah. again highlight it for everyone is that um, what you're saying is is about going deep, right? Yeah. We in order to to just grow a business or uh, yeah. figure out ways to get out of you know these genera generational traps that yeah. so many women live in, whether it's money or something else, but money, I agree with you wholeheartedly that a lot of it is all tied back to money. Power is tied to money. Um, yeah. And so money can therefore create a lot of power when you learn how to make money and then keep it. Yeah. And yeah. this and is growing. something that um, I think a lot of business people or people who are women who are even thinking about starting a business they get all trapped up into the things that you talked about. Well, I'm going to try to spread myself everywhere and I'm going to try to be all the things yeah. and I'm going to, yeah. because a lot of things on social media will, will, will promote things to you and you'll get the news yeah. feed with the Facebook ads really pounding you that you need this, you need that you, Oh, you got to yeah. go do this too. And yeah. we don't learn just the power of discernment. I think that the power of discernment oh, is absolutely. so powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you so talked powerful. about leaning into your intuition, right? We've got to like yeah. really listen to ourselves. Yeah. And do you even have the bandwidth to all to do all those things? Of course you don't. If you're feeling overwhelmed, nope. it's probably because you're falling prey to all of those stories that you have to go do all the things and be all the things to all the people everywhere. Instead, yeah. what you're saying, Meryl, is go deep, go deep on one thing, like yeah. commit and devote yourself. I'm that that's my word of the day now. Thanks to you is devote, yeah, yeah, devoted, yeah, yeah. become devoted to the email list, become devoted yeah. to writing to your people and speaking to them, become devoted to showing up on the one platform of your choice and love the fact that you get to go do it. Not yeah, that you have exactly. to, not that it's a chore, no. not that it's a to-do list. It's not a if standard operating procedure. No, if it's, if it feels like a chore, you're not doing it right. Yes. Right. Like would, would an artist feel um, like, oh, ugh, I have to do this when they walk into their studio. Now their heart is like fluttering because they get to right create, create works of art. Like these are every piece of content that you put out there, for example, right. Has the potential Right, and carries within it the potency to ripple effect and change entire like generations of 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 like you know close help beliefs. Um, this is so powerful. We are doing such powerful work. Um, I sometimes spend three hours on an email that goes out to my list. I send emails a couple times times a week, but I know that the accumulative effect of, of sending such high quality content to my people, then what happens is that when I'm launching, I might send one email and that email turns into a half a million dollar in revenue. Right. 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 Just, just that one email because it, it hooks all the pieces together. But if, if I'm just writing because a coach told me so, or uh, right no, no, then it's not going to call in half a million dollars per email. Right. It just doesn't. Um, 
what I think is really important, what I just want to highlight here, um, you know, in you asked me like, how, how do you do it? How have you done it? And I would say the main thing, like besides just really learning the craft of business mm -hmm. is that I replaced busy work with power moves because this is the first time April in my life that I'm running my business without being pregnant or nursing or <laughs> postpartum, you know, like I'm just, my youngest is going to be three. Um, I had uh, postpartum uh, like depression, obsessive compulsive thinking and stuff because I, I literally, I had my baby 10 days later, the world closed. It was very hard on my psyche to not be able to hand over my baby to somebody else. And just like that ongoing pressure, um, you know, of being, you know, one of the two people that mm -hmm. were going to have to take care of everything. Um, so I'm just coming out of that, but, you know, I've done launches with babies on my boob, right? And the reason I am, unlike so many other women, not putting my purpose on the back burner, not putting mm -hmm. my financial self-sovereignty on the back burner, right? On the altar of like motherhood is Ugh. because I, well, first of all, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. I just like, I'm not here for that, you know? And I replaced busy work with power moves. So I can go through an entire day and not get shit done at all. And then in the last 15 minutes of that day, I do something that is so strategic and so powerful and so bold and so daring that it, it replaces what other people might have done over the course of like five days, right? In 15 minutes. And that's what I'm really excited about teaching in 2023 is how I do that. Like the entire methodology behind how that works and how mm -hmm. I choose and how I prioritize, you know, and, and, and pinpoint like the most leveraged sort of like actions that I can take in my business. Uh, because the fact of the matter is, is that we had childcare four out of, out of 12 months this year, the kids mm -hmm. were mostly at home. Uh, my husband put in too many tomato plants. Don't get me started, <laughs> but he was, he was very occupied with the garden. <laughs> and, uh, and I had, I was working with a team and it was not working and, and they were right. Talk about the sermon. They were the wrong people for me. Mm -hmm. So I was in the process of, of dismantling what felt like a, like a bomb basically. And, and at the same time, I was still making money. I was still flourishing. I was still right on top of like sleep deprivation on top of losing four close family members this year on top of right, having tons of distractions and, and other things that also had priority in our life. I was still able to do it. And honestly, that's what we need to master as, yes. as mothers, as, as caregivers, as nurturers, because otherwise um, you know, the, the, the reason why we, why we are here, right. Doesn't come to fruition. Mm, totally. I mean, we aren't, we can't go and, um, make the impact and 
serve the people, anybody, even if it's just serving your family, your children, maybe if you don't even have a business, this does not even have to relate to business. This is serving the people in your community, serving the people in your churches, serving, you know, just people in your own home. We can't do that if we're stressed about money or we're constantly under earning or not earning at all, or, you know, dependent on other people, including our husbands, including our husbands. So it's this whole concept and this whole, um, you know, this teaching that you bring forward about becoming the millionaire matriarch. It's, it's not about just adding a whole bunch of money to your bank. I mean, although that's super nice and brings a lot of power with it. Um, You can go have those nice things in the shop instead of window shopping, you can purchase them. Uh, But it's really more about breaking those generational patterns. I think that's, and I, I just want to kind of put that out there today for our audience to think about what are the generational patterns that you've been stuck in? What are the belief systems that you've just adopted because it's what you grew up with. Like you said, you grew up around a lot of powerful women, but you also witness those powerful women not being able to leverage their creativity and their brilliance into financial abundance. Yeah. So they and stayed this broke. Is, yeah. They stayed broke. And highly recommend that you also take into account lived experience here. Yeah. Right. So, so what is your, what is your family's background? Like what specific historical, right? Like things that actually took place that made it feel safe for your ancestors to, to bring in those patterns, to ingrain those patterns in you. And there's also beautiful spaces, right? Like this work is going to be different for like one woman versus another mm-hmm. woman. Absolutely. Right. And it's really important to acknowledge that and, and also seek out like specific spaces for people with your background, with your ethnicity, mm-hmm. with like whatever it is to, to find like very specific, like somatic healing within sort of a space that truly understands what your specific lived experience is. I just want to put that out there because I think there's too much generalization in our space where it's like, okay, this is going to be the same for everyone. It's not mm-hmm. right. And really, really important to, to acknowledge that as part of your journey, uh, that your medicine might be a little bit different than somebody else's medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, real quick, I want you to share like the magic that you help other women with, because you are, you are that mentor. You are that guide. You are that coach. You are, you know, bringing people into your world, women specifically into your world to, to guide them through this process of becoming their own millionaire matriarch to really empower them to make a lot of money in their businesses. Um, tell us a little bit more about that offering and just kind of in general, what, how you do that and what's happening inside so that we can lead people to you. Right. So I have like all kinds of like, um, courses and programs that I run. I would say one of my main things that I do is a six month program where, um, rates intimate group mentorship, basically, which I love. I love being able to really get to know my people. Uh, we, we handpick them really carefully. Um, right. And not just based on where they are, because we have people joining who are just coming out of corporate, but they've been Mm -hmm. very successful in corporate, or they've had very successful brick and mortar businesses. And now they're ready to do that online on a much bigger scale. Right. So it's more about sort of how ready are they? How hungry are they? 
to have it be that good. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I remember so often when I'm recording testimonials with my people, they say, like, I saw testimonials from other people mm-hmm. and looking at that amount of money going like that must be fake. Like that cannot be real. <laughs> like going from, you know, five grand a month to having a half a million dollar launch like that must like, is that even possible? And then they go into the program, they realize, oh, it is actually possible. And the way that we make it possible is that we help them see the possibilities. Yeah. Right. Like Evidence so many of what's of possible. Yeah. Like they don't actually see, like, like you can't see what you can't see. Right. You, because for most women, a lot of, you know, we've grown up not seeing that we've seen yeah. a lot of men make a lot of money, but we don't, we still don't have a lot of examples. We have Oprah, but you know, we don't have a lot of examples of, women leaders who have commanded their space so powerfully and so brilliantly that it is giving us evidence. We don't even have it in our politics. We don't have it in our churches. We don't have it even in, even in the online game, there are still a lot of men, you know, you know, cluttering the, um, the airwaves there and all power to them. But I'm just saying women belong to be there too. And we just still don't have enough of it. That's why your work is so important. And I've told you this in Miami, I was just like, yes, like I, I I am so about this. I'm on my own journey to to again, grow because it's so, I've, I've realized my own generational junk that I've come from and in the amount of work that I have done to cut that off and change that paradigm in the last five years has been, I mean, mind blowing. And what I've been able to create inside of my business as a result, my business and my life as a result of that is, I think I've just, I'm a, I'm a baby. Like I'm just getting started. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm like, holy cow. And I've already, you know, I've already seen so much change, but it's because I like you, I decided it was yeah. going to be different. Yeah. Like that's Excellent. not going to be my legacy. I've got a daughter and yeah. a son, but I've got kids that I want them to see what's possible, what's available, exactly. what, you know, what can it look like for a mother and a father to be super successful in their lives and in their businesses yeah. and be able to run a family that is full of love and nurture, you know, yeah, exactly. and all of it's yeah. possible. We don't have to sacrifice money for the sake of motherhood. Yeah, no. And this is the thing, right. And, and but that takes like serious rewiring and, it does. and also just uh, seeing how it's done. So for example, my husband works with me in my company, mm-hmm. right? So we've really reversed those, those gender role, like expectations of what it needs to look like. Right. I still like to be like his little girl, right. And of have course. him take lead and like all kinds of things. I mean, if you're going to do an age gap marriage, then let's have it. Right. But, um, it's it, in, in some ways, right. I'm much more equipped than my husband is at certain things. So we've sure. just created a life together where we both get to thrive and really just be in our zone of genius. He's there right now with our youngest daughter. She was a little clingy this morning. And, and we were just like, you need a day home, right? So I, I did another podcast interview this morning uh, in between uh, the first one and, and talking to you today. Uh, I just sat down with my, with my two-year-old and we, we read through like interior design books together and pinpointed on every page, like 
what we would love in our house, you know, like, this is a great idea for this room. And this is, and she just loved it. And she soaked it up and she was like, just singing on my lap. And I mean, this is how we need to do it. Right. We don't want to end up with, you know, our kids being teenagers and then all of a sudden going, well, I sacrificed those precious years uh, for the sake of money. Yes. Uh, right. And vice versa, where they're teenagers and you realize that you've put your purpose and the reason why you're here beyond your family, right, on the back burner. Don't do that to yourself. Right. That's perpetual self-harm in my in my it's just like that's what I believe. Um so yeah, I would say, you know, for those of you listening, if you're interested in this, I'm going to create a couple of different accounts on 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 Instagram, like I said, just join my world, come like, you, you know, hop over to my website or something. It's simply like my name.com. And from there, you'll be able to find more resources on this. Um, and I'm going to also create an account called the diary of the millionaire matriarch, where I share personal insights every single day, like daily entries on how we do it. And without apology. Oh, so good, Meryl. So good. I know we could keep talking. I know you have some other commitments that you've got to get to. Yes. So I thank you so, 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 so much for your time. I just adored meeting you in Miami. And I'm so thankful to call you a new friend. I'm grateful that you took some time today to share your brilliance with us on the inside story podcast and with all of the light beamers out there. And I know that something you've said today has sparked something in others who are listening. And uh, yeah, we will link up all of your channels, including the new ones once you get them. Yay, we'll we'll share them, them uh, back into the podcast links, but we'll make sure that the uh, show notes linked to this podcast episode will appropriately point people to you because I am following you. I'm on your email list. I'm, I'm checking in with everything that you're doing. I know that. Um, I, I am on that path as well. I want to soak up all your wisdom because I believe that's how we, as women, we, we link arms and we do it together and we show each other how it's done. There's no secret. There's no secret to it. And we have to show each other how it's done. So thank you for being a guiding light in that regards and onward with the building of the millionaire matriarchs of the world. My friend, keep going. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a review, share it out with your audience and your friends and come over and hang out with Meryl and I on Instagram, send both of us a message and tell us what did you love about this episode? I always, always, always love hearing from you. And we will see you next week on the Inside Story Podcast. Have an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. 
I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.